Welcome to episode 55 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Do we? Yes, we do. We do. We we enjoy we, it. We do enjoy it a lot. And you must enjoy it because you're listening to this podcast. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Let us be the reason you enjoy it even more. <laughs> Find your joy. Find your joy in, in us. Ours. In us. In, in us. our talking. In us. In yeah. our insane rambling. Yeah, in our insane rambling. My mom and actually my brother and uh his family oh, tried yeah. to listen to an episode of this podcast and they're not and then no they're not they're 40K. not 40k players they're not 40k people we the way i often describe 40k podcasts and i think ours falls in line with with um this general description is that the hosts speak english but they're barely understandable right <laughs> yes that's an accurate i think that's accurate for kind of all geeky subcultures, like podcast right. types, right, including ours, including um, ours. I mean, we, we talk about things that I mean, we we throw out names of all these different factions, right? Yeah. And we talk about the rules, and we 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 shorthand things now at yeah, this yeah, point, yeah. right? Yeah. So because um, we just presume you have a baseline knowledge of that's right. whatever we're talking about. When I first started listening to 40k podcast, I like I didn't know what a Death Star was, for example. Like, yeah, people kept talking about a Death Star back in seventh edition. That was that was a thing, right? Sixth edition that was that was a thing. Yes, all these inner interacting characters that would buff super friends. Humans. Super exactly exactly, you know, or the flying circus. The uh, yeah, demons, yeah, yeah you know, or the chicken and waffles uh, Necron strategy. Love that name, right? <laughs> Or the leaf blower strategy for yeah, Astro yeah. Militarum. All these things that, you know, uh, assume that you have a working knowledge of war- not only of 40K, but also of like the special terminology that comes from tournament play or, you know, just sort of hardcore geeking out over your your, your game. But um, some people find it a little intimidating at first. There's a learning curve. Yeah, there is a learning curve. Uh, right. You have to be kind of dedicated to um, getting into the actual rules and sort of you you pick up things i think just for just for kind of cultural osmosis of right. uh, if you're if you're listening to a lot of podcasts you just people start to use terms in specific ways when like people refer to the inner workings of death star you start kind of start to realize oh it's a group of powerful okay i i get it now right i, I actually had a google when I, like i didn't know exactly or, what yeah, it was or you just i do a lot of, i did a lot of googling yeah you can you just know, do that and then you'll find a lot 40k like, that's all you'll what find that mean? yeah yeah and you'll find a blog post and you'll be like, right exactly yeah, or someone will explain it on a forum yeah and then proceed to be salty about about, <laughs> about, about the thing <laughs> about whatever about, about whatever. whatever it is yes it, it, it is a uh salt yeah. heavy well i think it was but i think it's we're moving away from that we're moving. There's always there's, there's always, always that. There's always it's the salt. internet. Of there's course, always there's always some aspect of that. But yeah, well, uh, let's start off with some hobby progress. Assuming you can understand us. <laughs> okay, so not much got done in, oh. the last, in the last two weeks. It was just one thing you were painting, right? I've been focusing on the tally man, tally uh, part man. of the Death Guard army. Tally man. Yeah, that guy. Uh, although he has no bananas. Isn't it? I would no. I was referring to the. Uh, I was referring to Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Oh, okay. So remember, I didn't get that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's taking out the guy's heart, uh, <laughs> he doesn't say tally man. He doesn't say tally man, but he, he says, says something. He says something in that it, that sounds similar. That's wait, see how Michael. How am I gonna possibly like connect all those dots? I, sh- I should have done the hand motion. <laughs> tally man, yeah, which, which for our audience would not, like. Oh yeah, yes, that they uh, would they, they would get that. They would get my hand motion that would come in an through. audio format. Yeah, the audio Naturally. form. Um, <laughs> so the tally man uh, is coming along. I'm at the stage where 
and I think a lot of us can relate if, in the hobby. Mm-hmm. There's always like an ugly duckling sta- stage. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you first build it, it's mm-hmm. it's perfect little gray plastic perfection, right? <laughs> perfect. Hopefully, it doesn't have gray, a lot of you know, cement. Lifeless. Right. It doesn't have the white residue of cement or just super the way glue. I like it. But assuming it's that, and then then you base coat it or you prime it, and it's still one color, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, so much potential here, mm-hmm. right? Then you start applying some paint. Now, if it's just a general base coat, it's probably going to look, you know, okay. But once you start adding details in a more rough fashion, yeah, then it starts looking patchy and scarecrowish, and just like <laughs> it's always like, God, this thing is hideous. Yeah. <laughs> this is my worst work yet. Yeah, this it, is it, terrible. But I always tell myself, work in this progress. is an intermediate stage. Yep. It's going to get better as I fine tune it. Like right now, I have the guy's face. I use Bugman's Glow or something to create a peachy you know sort of initial face for this um with a little bit of uh, reichland flesh shade to bring out some detail but i haven't done any of the highlights or any of the additional layers that go on a face to mm. basically give it depth and character so it looks it looks so one-dimensional and horrible and that's that's true of the, of the rest of the character at the moment it's like i've got the initial colors the silvers the coppers the the death guard green you know his tabard's been painted the the, uh, the the what do you call those ribbons that hang off of Space Marines? The um, pure, uh, like purity seals. Yeah, the purity his seals. version of purity seals. He's got a bunch of purity seals for some reason. He does. I know. You don't expect that, right? That's weird. Well, I've... you know what they are? They're probably tally sheets, like long. Like, yeah. You know, like oh, does, does it have the does it have the little like uh, waxes? The, the no, it doesn't. Wax. It doesn't no. have the purity okay. seal of the wax. The so this is this yeah, clearly, so clearly this is clearly the rolls list. of names and figures and things yeah. that he's keeping track of. So it's not they're not purity seals. So anyway, so it, it's at the su- super ugly stage, and I always get depressed when I look at the model at that stage, because I, I you know it's like you know what's good, yeah. and you know what you have in front of you is not. And you hope yeah, that sure. by yeah. continuous effort, it will get better. Well, it's not. And it does. It's, it's not does. about. It's not about individual elements. It's about how they all come come together. together. Oh. You know, painting is about fooling the eye. That's what I think. I think painting is fooling the eye. You create illusions mm. of depth, illusions of color. You're, you know, you're basically as long as you deftly apply paint to certain things, you can fool the eye, trick the brain into thinking it's something. Yeah. Right. So to me, painting is fooling the eye. Right now, um, I'm looking at an ugly model, but but soon. <laughs> but he's gonna get better. He's but soon get better. he shall be one of yeah. the best looking of uh, one of the best looking models of the Death Guard's statisticians. I yes yes. Is, I love his little. He's holding like this I know. abacus. Yeah, that's, abacus. Like tiny little skulls. I don't even know where he got those tiny little skulls. skulls? Like that's, that's, that's that's a horrible did, did, story did, 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 right they, there. I mean, or, did, did like he would carve them or are Probably they real? Not. But, but but not. where would you get tiny human like skulls? Don't think about it too much. It isn't even. Let's not go. There. Is there a shrinking disease? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, yeah, let's just go with that. There's a sure. shrinking disease. Shrinking. Or he went to a planet of tiny abhumans. <laughs> that's where the that's where all the abacuses are. That's chaos abacuses are sort of are, are sourced. Yeah, is, is that is that where the <laughs> tiny uh, abhumans? Their their heads are lopped off. Is that is that where Death Guard MIT is? <laughs> no, it's just you know, it's like a place where you get resources. Oh, isn't it funny that Death Guard's the only army that has like math people in it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any other calculating kind of character. These in, these in guys, the li- their armies. literal only only purpose is to like keep, keep records. Yeah, 
keep track of everything. Yeah, there really isn't anything like it. There are officers in the astromilitarium that are, you know, specializing in bringing death and destruction. But I mean, it's like no one like has that sort of dedicated chaplains, you know, for morale. Like you think like Mm -hmm. someone like Iron Warriors or Iron Hands would have. Iron Hands should have. Yeah, they should have those guys on hand. Right. I, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Adeptus Mechanicus dudes play double duty because they have like machine brains that can super easily calculate right. trajectories of bullets and where everything's going, and they can. And to some extent, tech marines have that function. Uh, but they they don't have like machines built into their brains, though. No, not in the same way Mechanicus does. Mechanicus but if you like... listen to um, the uh, what's the video series that we love, Richard Boylan's the director on YouTube, uh, the Armageddon thing, Ar- Armageddon, Armageddon. Is that, is is it that Armageddon? Armageddon? <laughs> this is a very. Good I think question. so. I think it's Armageddon. Anyway, there's a there's a character who's a tech marine, and uh, he works for Grimaldus. He's you know, uh, part of his, his space marine you know contingent yeah, yeah, there, yeah. and they have to break into a, a Mechanicus establishment. I don't want to reveal too much mm-hmm. to go after something. Yeah. Uh, but they have to break through all these security seals. So he mm-hmm. has these sort of subroutines and he's like wrestling with uh, the machine spirit that is trying to keep the sanctity of this establishment, you know, whole. Sure. And so, so there is an element of, of Mechanicus type of, you know, subroutines and, and calculations going on for tech marines, at least as described in that book. It's a great book. It's a great. Mm. I listened to the audiobook as a result of watching the, the yeah, video yeah. series and it's, it's fantastic. Okay. Cool. All right, so th- that's called, that's kind of all I did on the hobby side, except that I did do what is often necessary to do after several games, and that is to repair your models. Because we got a lot of finicky models. We have a lot of spiky and finicky models. In this case, um, I had a whole bunch of broken um, Necron wraiths. Mm, that was you know, not really... The little, all the whip coils. The whip all the whip coils. coils get stuck in everything. The whip coils, yep. like you can't transport them. They, they get stuck in foam. They get stuck with each other. They get yep. stuck with other characters. So I had a bunch of broken whip coils. They're such spindly little. They are, and on their bases, they also f- fall off their bases. I, I've, I've had to wait the bases for the the rates because because yeah, they fall over. They're so top heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I applied. They, they, like they some should. They should have like if they ever to do a remodeling job, they yeah. should have them like have it like kind of like. Come out of like rocks. Yeah, exactly. Come right. out of rocks yeah. from like so to add some weight to the base, and also give give the base kind of a cool you know yeah, like, like add like, some skulls, that. add like whatever you want. Always add skulls. Always the add skulls. Uh, well, the new Necron Overlord. Um, well, yeah, he's got the uh, he's surfing on the uh, kinetic. It's spider. a Cryptek. Cryptek. Oh, it's a Cryptek, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's, that's he, cool, right? That's cool, and uh, and it also adds a little weight to the bottom of the model. It isn't just this top heavy model. Surfs up, man. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. All right, let's move on. All right, speaking of Necrons. Uh, Ride the wave, bro. <laughs> all right, speaking of Necrons. What is this GW strange alien dialect? Dripping little little nuggets of uh, Necron. Peek at the Necron Codex that's uh, coming out soon. Uh, Radical. T- today I saw that uh, the preview was for the Novak Dynasty, and they focus specifically on flayed ones and canaptic rates. They talk about some of the uh, stratagems and some of the uh, dynasty traits that are particular to that that dynasty that mm-hmm. might help for a more assault-based Necron armies. And you don't really think of Necrons as assaulty armies. No, you don't, and for good right? reason. It's it's the uh, they have the, a lot of uh, right. It's that slow weaponry. march of the warriors, you know, yeah. dousing you with goss, like with mid-range firepower. 
Right, mid exactly mid range shooting. Yeah, it's a shooting army with a with a twenty four inch range. Yeah, right, basically. Yeah, just marching up and being super survivable. Uh, from all intents and purposes, and from all glimpses of the upcoming Necron Codex, all the different dynasties look like they have particular abilities that do crazy different things. So it's going to add a lot more flavor to a Necron. Uh, force now mm-hmm. where you really are going to have to choose among different strategies and different approaches which is cool it gives the Necrons rather than being this one mob of silver and you know mid-range shooting yeah. now you're going to have a, a lot more options let's hope there isn't, you want to do it let's hope there isn't an obvious like you must take this one uh, sort of uh, dynasty. yeah no I think I think it'll be kind of like dealer's choice like you know what what how do you want to play them do you want to play them more shooty based, more survival based, more um, uh, assault based? And I think you've got um, examples. And and, and then no, let's just take the Novak Dynasty uh, today. Novak's here. So they uh, open one doors. of one of the traits for the Novak is is it's called <laughs> Awakened by Murder. Great, great title. Already. Awakened by Murder. Not melodramatic at all. Okay. You can reroll failed hit rolls in the fight phase for units with this code if they are Whoa. charged were charged or performed a heroic intervention this turn oh okay so it's a first turn rerolls that's pretty good though yeah that's no, great it's great um, for a dedicated assault unit right and then and then the article it's in the warhammer community goes on to really talk about how great this pairs up with flayed ones for example flayed ones yes i, I would be thinking more something like uh what are those lich guys? card yeah which card because well you, this you would work like, great with lich card yeah like uh because you you want those um turn like a like a turn two assault with the witch guard you've like teleported them up somehow with an, with an artifact or you've dropped them in with the night scythe or whatever i mean getting that like and you've done it with four sides hopefully getting that first turn murder whatever you're charging thing is kind of critical so that would be very helpful in that situation right right well uh, they like they like flayed ones because i think flayed ones have the ability to infiltrate or come in like like deep strike basically deep strike <gasps> Oh, they can do that now. Um, oh, they've, they've always, they they've always they've been, had they've the ability to do that before. They've been able to do that before. But yeah, like, well, we haven't seen the new codex, so I don't know if they can yeah. still do it. But um, if they can do that, well, I'd imagine that they would keep right. that ability. Right. So maybe you can use because they come from. I mean, well, it'll, they it's come only, from meat space. Right. <laughs> right. They come from meat space, but it, it'll only work if there's another stratagem that like like the sin of angels from the blood angels that allows you to roll like three yeah. dice because you got to you got to ensure distance. Right. Because otherwise, if the flay ones appear. And they're nine inches, nine inches away. Not, the odds are they're not going to make that assault, no. right? So they'll just get shot to pieces. That's a, that's a difficulty with deep strike now. It's kind of uh, yeah. In, in terms mean, of deep striking assaulting units, you right. like you need to have something extra. On top There's of a the little give striking. and take. I mean, they took away the randomness of the uh, which is scattered which, dice, which is great, and I think. Yeah. Outweighs the losses, but there's still there's exactly. still losses. It, it, exactly, it is. It wasn't all benefits for assault. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. All right. So, as a couple of the stratagems that I, they uh, point out as being very, um, I think, add more flavor to yep. this particular uh, Necron uh, army would be the disruption fields. Use it's one command point. Use the stratagem before Necron's infantry unit from your army fights in the fight phase. Increase the strength characteristics of all models in that unit by one until the end of the phase. Uh, okay, so that, 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 that's actually that could be good for like dealing with MEQs. That'd actually be good for flayed ones. Yeah, well, uh, flayed ones have the ability to reroll wounds. Remember? Yeah, and that's normally they're they're now base, they're now base. you use the uh, reroll the, their, their, their the dynasty code is yep. the trait 
is the one to reroll hits, and now they're rerolling wounds anyway. And now this for, and for one command point, you're giving him plus one strength on the charge. You you have like a you have like a massive horde of that. Deep strike it in. Uh, oh yeah, you're able to perform some short sort of. Hopefully, you're able to perform some sort of uh, assault shenanigans to ensure you get in. Right. And then you activate that thing. Yeah. You're hitting MEQs on th- like they have strength base strength four, so three plus. Right. Uh, re-roll wounds. Yeah. So re-roll hits, re-roll wounds, and you're you're hitting on a or you're I think, wounding on a three plus for for MEQs. For 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 those of you who don't know what MEQ is, it's Marine equivalent, right? Space you, Marine you equivalent. Probably, you probably knew strength that. four to four. I know, but we gotta remember our new our new audience members. There's always our somebody, new audience. There's always, this will, new. there'll always be somebody who's listening. To the latest episode, and you'll pick up on as it as the first time. Like, yeah. like I'm just starting to listen to you'll get Warhammer it soon, podcast. Kid. Yeah, right. You'll, you'll get it. You'll get it, kid. You'll get it. Kid. <laughs> Stick with it. Um, <laughs> all right. So there's another command uh, for three command points. There's another stratagem that actually works really well, and and Death Company has a similar one. Mm. This one's called Blood Rites. Use this stratagem at the end of the fight phase. Select a Novok unit from your army. That unit can immediately fight for a second time. <laughs> wow. See. Yeah, that's pretty. It's three cool. command points, so it's it's a finishing move that you really want to get. Some, you really want to kill something, Although, right? Although, corn berserkers do get that for free. They do. They do. Oh, they can wow. fight. They can. I think they can fight for a second. Oh man, we got to see corn on the field again. We need to see corn on the field. There hasn't been there hasn't been a corn demonkin or like no world eaters thing yet. Though I need I need that. I need okay, that, that to that get me happen. back in. That may happen. Okay, the uh, canaptic greats are also featured as having improvements. Mm. Uh, they basically improve their weaponry. Um, mm. They had something called vicious claws and whip coils, and vicious claws were strength user AP minus one D one. Well, now they're strength user AP minus two, two damage. Well, their whip coils <laughs> went from user strength AP zero, one damage, to now user strength AP minus two, and two damage. They went from AP zero to AP minus two. Wow. Oh, oh so, so man. So rates have been notoriously hard to get rid of because they have a three up invuln save and yeah. toughness the, five. The, the ultimate, the ultimate just death. Like back in the old days, right. I would just use them for uh, back in seventh edition, I should say, and sixth edition. They yeah. were fantastic at just halting a death star's By the multi-wound model with toughness five and three up invuln save. Yeah, because you, you, you would just get bogged down. But you would get you bogged never, down. You could never. But, but that's the whole thing is Kill that, them all No, you couldn't, you couldn't kill them all because they were, you know, they had all these things. Now they have the capability with AP minus two on their web coils. Now they have the capability of also really being dangerous. Well, I mean, I mean, they were they were not just tarpits. They they were dangerous. Don't get me wrong. They were dangerous against anything short of Death Stars. But since they were so tough, you could use them to just bog down bog down those things. Well, Um, now they they get even better because there is a uh, a two command point stratagem called repair subroutines, which basically gives canaptic units. Um, reanimation protocols for the turn or for like the game? Uh, no, I think it's uh, until the end of your turn. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. If you, if you want to, that's a good, that's a good thing. If you want to, if you're really so betting on them get a, surviving, get a, get a crypt deck nearby, you know, and uh, suddenly they're uh, reanimating on a four. Yeah. No. Oh man, that, that what a unit to try to slog through that. Six six rates. Yeah, if you if you want if you want to make, if they need to survive another turn or something, Jeez. that's really useful. Yeah. Um but that's this is an example that's, of, that's crazy. of that's, this uh, is just one of the dynasties. The AP minus um, two stuff is crazy though. Yeah, it's I'm really looking forward to the Necron Codex. I I I've always enjoyed playing Necrons. 
I've always enjoyed playing in that crowds as well. Yeah. Um, in fact, they they are your. I think your most successful. Yeah, I think they're army. my. Mo- I honestly, I think they're, they're my most consistent army. Right. They, they, yes, you have won more games consistently with Necron than I think with any other army. I don't know why, but I'm just like it. I don't know, but I'm we'll, good with Necrons. But we'll talk about uh, our, our our topic later in the show is going to be losing streaks. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so just a little reminder, just a little hint. <laughs> but 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 you but I think yeah. you have a winning streak with with I, Necrons. I think I do because so, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I, I still don't know why. Because I, I I build I build the army pretty traditionally. I think um, every time it's a it's a fairly consistent setup. We'll we'll get into we'll get into losing streaks and the reasons why they happen. All right. Yeah. Later. Later in the show. Later in the show. Okay. The other thing we want to talk about is the new Tau Codex. New Tau Codex. So we got our our grubby little paws on. The new Tau Codex. Yes, we did. And um, I think it's improvements all the way around. Um, I, think I agree with that. I don't think it's a, 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 a real huge change for the Tau Army. No, I don't I think, think the so. different Tau Seps oh. have different, again, they, they, there's different flavors. Although, and it allows you to play the Army differently. Yeah, that's nice. Although certain things have gotten a little more expensive a little bit but not that much a few things are more expensive i think the the, number of key units like the red red tide and the have come down significantly in price which is helpful which is which is great because it's it's really going to help tau play more competitively frankly uh the weapons have gotten cheaper for uh, broadsides and riptides as well yeah which is great uh no i mean it's 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 a solid codex i think um, I don't think there's anything in here that you know makes it a, like a, a like, meta, like meta busting, yeah, no, right. I but, agree. but it does strengthen the army and it no, makes it, it, does. it gets you gets more units on the table. Honestly, um, what what are you what are your impressions of the tech codex? Uh, I think it I think it adds a lot of improvements. The um, incre- the uh, sept uh, rules and the warlord traits are all nice. Uh, one is especially like the um, free unity devastation one's fun. Is where, that, which sept is that? Which is uh no 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 sept it's a warlord trait it's a warlord trait okay basically um uh, units within like six inches of your warlord get improved armor penetration oh that's cool which is useful uh that's great so so one of the things I like to do is uh, yeah. have a warlord with a bunch of crisis suits around them yep you know the with com- like fusion blasters commander and his hit squad <laughs> yeah fusion blasters are now shooting at minus five. AP minus no, four. No, 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 no. Minus four still. Minus four? Minus four. Very few things are. They, 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 all melta type stuff is at minus four. Is at minus four. Right. But with that warlord trait, it wouldn't be minus, minus five. Minus five? Yes, it would. So that means you'd have. Horrific. It's horrific. That, that, that's, that's, that's two plus gone. You have no two plus. Yeah, exactly. Two plus. Hey, Terminators, we're going to eat right through you. You know, most monstrous creatures, most titans, anything like yep. is going to just like get wiped out. Can you? Yeah. So like crisis suits with like two uh, uh, fusion blasters each. Right. And then a three fusion blaster commander with this warlord trait. Wow. It's just going to kill everything. It's quite horrific. Yes. Right. So. So, yeah, that's a great warlord trait. It is a pretty good warlord trait. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that's great. On, on the other hand, uh, one big change uh, that happened is that if you're playing in a match play. Oh, you only one commander. Only one commander. Which allowed. is so, difficult because the commanders are like fantastic. 
Commanders they, are they, great. They are. They have. They they're two plus. Because I mean, every all the Tau units, despite having great firepower, have like iffy uh, shooting. Yeah, just the ballistics right raw. Four, they have a four plus ballistics. Yeah, four up, four up. And these uh, guys guard, are these guys are stats. these guys are two are two up. Uh, uh, these on their ballistics skill. So you you can load up a guy with three or four fusion blasters at two up. And that was the strategy. That's what a lot of people were doing. They would they would have three or four you know commanders. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And then have them all deep strike, right? Yeah. They all land, and then they all, like, you know, hitting uh, with their fusion blasters on At a two, two up. Two up, yep. Right? With a minus four on the AP, it's like, few can survive that. By night. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. By Imperial Magnus. Night. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. There's, like, nothing's going to, like, like yeah. not much is going to hold up to that. Nope. So, uh, so... GW, you know, trying to avoid power creep and trying to avoid shenanigans that are just as obvious as that, mm-hmm. and also to sell different models. Yep, is <laughs> uh, now got this new match rule play. Mm-hmm. Oh, not match play rule. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's a that's I would say a little bit of a taking away, but honestly, I think it makes for more interesting competitive games. I don't I don't mind that. No, I agree. It's I not a strategy that I that I would, would have employed anyway. Yeah, it's not our kind of thing. Yeah, it's not our kind of thing. It's it's the kind of thing. It's super competitive. Yep. Right. Well, so overall, yeah, I think we think it's a pretty good uh, buy, but it's not anything particularly. No, you, if like you play Tau, you, you of course you have to get it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 it's it's forty bucks, and there's a lot of new artwork in it, and it's cool. Um, we're not going to go in depth into each of the different steps and stuff, um, but just our general impression of it is that it is a a so, I would say a solid codex upgrade. Yeah, right. Um, I would give it like a seven point five, maybe an eight. Uh, yeah, it, and it, I like playing Tau, and I like playing Tau. I just I, I, I just I don't think, think that there's something that's like a, like a complete standout in in this codex that makes me think. This makes yeah. me want to start I, I, a Tau I, army. I, I'd give it about a seven. I'd give it about a seven. Okay. I think it's good. I don't All think right. it's great. You don't think it's great? Okay. All right. All right. Let's transition to our next topic. Losing streaks. Losing streaks. I've okay. been on a losing streak. All right. Losing Help streaks. Help me. We've, okay, send, so, send me your prayers, Imperial citizens. <laughs> okay. We've all experienced losing streaks. You know? Yes. It, technically speaking, losing two or more times in a row is, is, is a losing streak. It's a losing streak. Right? But losing streaks can go on a while. They can. And when you're playing 40k, and you're playing either the same or different armies, and you keep losing, losing, it can yeah. get completely disheartening. It can. Right. So, uh, so this. Although, this, although mine, I should note, mine has been recently broken up by the tie we had. The <laughs> so technically, I'm not on a losing streak at all. <laughs> right. I'm on a. Uh, I could be on a losing streak if I was the next game, but not yet. Not yet. Not okay. Yet. All right. I've gone now. Yeah. With this conversation, this this topic came to us because Alex been kind of on a losing streak yeah. in the last last few games we've had. Yeah. And um, and so we're going to go over some of the uh, techniques on how do you deal with losing streaks and what you can do to to break the losing streak. Because at the end of the day, we want to do that. And look, by nature of, of the you know the definition of losing streak is that it, it's going to come to an end. It's a streak, yeah. right? Eventually, you're going to win. Yep. Eventually, you're going to do something's going to happen, right? Yep. The, the tendency here, here's, here's the problem. When we're in the midst of a losing streak, we tend to focus on outside factors as the reasons why. It was the dice. It was that random thing I can't control that led to my loss today. Indeed. Which also led to my loss last week and my loss the week before. And perhaps it is. Or, but, but, or no. perhaps <laughs> it's just you. 
Well, that's well, that's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make is that before. I mean, it's easy to blame the outside external forces we can't control, but more often changes come. Yep. Your losing streak will end if you take a look at your own performance, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. Take a hard, critical look at it, and then change things up. Yeah, change things up. The problem I've been having, for example, is I've, okay. I think I've been experimenting with a lot of different stuff because there's a lot of like with the influx of codices and stuff yeah. like that i've been trying different things and they failed so um i i, I think rather going than, back to an old like i think going uh -huh. back probably to like an old reliable like the necrons for example yeah could probably improve my performance but at the same time i don't want to get bogged down in like i don't know trying the same like just doing the same old thing over and over again so i'm obviously going to reach out and try new stuff and some of the stuff i think worked like the magnus uh magnus first turn charge nonsense i think has great potential right um but a strategy i tried in this most recent game i don't think worked and we'll talk about that a little bit later right but um i i think it's just i think right for me it's been an issue of trial and error i yeah i i think you are um chasing the uh, sort of the magic bullet. You're looking for the magic bullet that will start getting you wins by trying different armies and trying uh, like a particular approach, mm -hmm. rather than taking an army that you whose playstyle you like mm -hmm. and that you respond to well, and then tinkering with that. You know, basically trying to reconceptualize it or tweak it or do something that um, that minimizes the negative parts of the performance yeah. and then focuses on the stuff that worked in the game. I mean, I think that would just be focusing on Necrons at this point. <laughs> but but, um, but, I, but even but, you just saying that, I think also tells me that you, you're not really getting it. <laughs> because you like chaos. You like chaos. No, I, like I, I, all, I, all the characters. I've, I've always loved the, I've always loved the but, aesthetic and I've always right. loved the war of chaos and that's why I got into it in the first place. Yeah. Um, and I've always tinkered with a bunch of different play styles for chaos. It was my corn phase. Uh, yeah, <laughs> your corn phase. My corn phase, or the most recent. Now that that's gone, the more recent, just kind of general chaos stuff. Although I haven't, for chaos, I haven't been able to find yet a good. I don't know. The chaos book seems so open ended. I'm gonna need to get used, to, really spend more time with it mm -hmm. in order to get used to it. But um, so yeah, since they took away, you know. Corn Demonkin, which was my last like viable chaos army, uh, barring Ma first turn Magnus. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I have I've kind of strayed away from that a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you have. And so while we were just talking, that you know the realization was that you probably have performed best with Necrons. Suddenly you gravitated toward the Necrons. Like, oh, let me. They should become my army. I should really like become I, an I, expert in Necrons. But 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 because I do well with Necrons. I, I do do well with Necrons, but I don't. I don't know. They, I mean, I think they have a cool aesthetic. Yeah. They just don't have, they just don't have a war I can easily dive into. They feel like a very, I don't know, their characters don't feel very flavorful. They're like, oh, I'm evil warlord man for the most part. Except like maybe like someone like Kraz in the Infinite, who's fun. Yeah. That was a lot of people like meme him. Yeah. Um, but he's, <laughs> yeah. I think he's actually really a fun character because he's kind of different from that like generic evil bad guy thing. But with yeah, with chaos, with chaos war, there's like rival factions and like a rich deep history of these characters and like some of the like Aramon's like great example of like this flawed like tragic villain 
who was trying to do something great and then, or trying to make up and trying to make up for uh, stuff his Primark did and then just made a horrible mistake. That's compelling to me. That's really compelling. And Necrons are just awakening robots. Awaken over a lot of them sort are just of under the robots. control of some you know power hungry overlord who's like who's emotion who are emotionless and like evil right. Terminator dudes. Cool aesthetic, cool bad guys, not great characters to dive into, in my opinion. Uh huh. Uh huh. But you will? Are you willing to forgo then the the depth of character and storylines of chaos? for the performance advantages of the Necrons. If, if I get sick of losing. Um, <laughs> but, I, okay, so you have to look at your motivations as to, you know, why you want to play a particular army, especially one that's not winning. Like, I, like, I, I, just like I will always want to play Blood Angels, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to always win with Blood Angels. I, I win statistically more when I play Tau yep. than, than me playing Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. But... Blood Angels were my first love. I love their lore. I love the characters. I and I love the look of them. And so I will always want to play them consistently. Yeah. Right? Same thing with Iron Hands. Like, I know that Gilliman and, you know, the boys in blue are probably going to do statistically better on the battlefield than Iron Hands and their sure. rules. But I don't like the Ultramarines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't uh, like those Boy Scouts. I, I want to play the cold, you know, logic Iron Hand who wants to excise their bodies of meat. No, because yeah, they that's have... A, that's, a, that's like a cool thing that appeals cool thing. to me. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a really cool and interesting uh, little faction. Right. Um, I and, and, and with that, you're still... And, and with that, you're still... Even then, you're still dealing with Space Marine rules, which are pretty good. Uh, everything. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah. You still have the jack of all trades, reasonably priced. Right. Army, right? Uh, the whole the whole point is that uh, I think, look, given that we are drawn to um, a particular set of resources, yeah, and we don't want to give that up necessarily, mm. right? Yeah. Um, I, how do we maximize our chances for winning? And I th- I think that if you can't change the rules of the game, you know, because they're locked into the armies we play in the Wait. rule book we've agreed to Wait, use. What do you, what do you mean if you can't change the rules of the game? <laughs> <laughs> well, since we can't. You, yeah. uh, change the rules of the game then we have to look at our own performance the way we build our armies the way we approach you know looking at a battlefield and the the mission objectives and what we're doing to achieve them mm-hmm. and uh and i think that's the answer into bre- breaking a losing streak it isn't going to be picking a better army i think it's going to be frankly um how can i play this army better you know what what is it about the way i play that causes me to lose more than I win, or mm. causes me to be in this losing streak. You sometimes, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna critique you a little ooh, bit. Ooh, okay, okay, here we go. So you can critique me; it's okay. Yeah, because no, no, no. I've, I, I have been on the receiving end of a losing streak too. Yep. Okay, and that, that's that's how has happened a while. I'm on a winning streak right now. Yeah, you are on a winning streak right vis-a-vis now. Vis-a-vis you. Okay. <laughs> well, you're I mean, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I think you sometimes uh, lose uh, sight of the objective of the mission objectives, the longer term, right? Mm. In, in favor of shorter term goals, like killing that threatening unit or, or, or getting your army in a certain, like, like basically following through on your game plan, not being tactically flexible, but like trying to achieve the thing you, you built the army to do, as opposed to every moment is a changing battlefield with different things happening based on where your opponent's moving, based the way on the dice went, based on the mission objectives, based on, you know, the position of certain, you know, you know, 
characters on the field and how many guys you just lost. That's it's constantly all this flow of data that is constantly happening. You have to adapt to it. You I think you get a little rigid and you get kind of stuck in like going through with the program, like following your your the reason you built this army and the way you made it to do that one thing. Like when you built Magnus for that that you know alpha turn assault one, turn one charge. Yeah, that's all you had in mind. That um, you know, and you thought. I, I, this I, is I, such a powerful strategy. It has to work. No, no, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. It's, I didn't. I, I don't think I built. It's Magnus and three demon princes. I'll, How can I I'll, lose with that? I'll, I'll push back on that. I actually, okay. I, I did think of. I didn't think of Magnus as the ultimate, like, penultimate thing that's going to win me the game. I thought him as the biggest threat in an army of like difficult threats to deal with. Yeah. Because I had the uh, cult terminators uh, deep striking in. Mm-hmm. I had multiple like like sorcerers and like demon princes running around and I figured it would be a big it would be a big wave of threats that would be really difficult for a shooty army like Tau to deal with before they were just steamrolled. And then I was wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't think you were wrong. I don't think you were wrong. But I think that you stuck with your original plan after uh, after you achieved spectacular results in your first turn. I did it. Yeah, that was right. That was nice. But then, but then the army started falling apart when the Tau were able to well, they yeah, they, pieces they, in, in in my my first turn. You just started but you killing. Were, but you were stuck on your consistently. You were stuck on your path. You should have might have considered I, retreat or done something or done something else. Retreat with an assault army. Or did something else to to focus on the objectives because just basically moving forward and and then getting into the fight that you plan on having the, resulted in them just but, getting but shot. But the but the objective of that game was kill points. That's true too. Remember <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the object, like all I could do was go for broke because that's you're the right. only you're way all, I could no, deal. You're 100 percent right on that. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is a bad you're example, right. but I, I I agree I agree with your ultimate point, it, which is you 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 uh, you tend to be a little rigid in your, I, I, in your I approach. To, I do sometimes to I lose sight of the objective, and yeah. I think that comes goes back. All right, to what would you say? Okay, when, you, I've been on losing streaks. What, what do you think my biggest flaws are when I'm playing um, Warhammer? Like what what mistakes do I make consistently, or it, it like? Something that I'm subject to, to do that's not good. Normally, when you when you make a mistake, yeah. I don't think it's often in terms of just uh, in, in play. You're really you're generally really good uh, at adapting to stuff and mm-hmm. being like you're just a, like a really good general. I think sometimes your lists when you're trying a new thing out, you kind of you like want to try a shiny new thing. Yeah, and then you kind of lose sight of how it all flows within the army. Yes, and how it inter- and how like it synergizes with other things. Totally, and then it just like it, it kind of yes. it can like flop, and then the rest of your army kind of falls apart because they don't really synergize well. But they're cool. They're cool. They're all cool models and cool, st- yeah. and they can do cool stuff. But sometimes it just doesn't work well together. I think I think your main flaw is usually in list building. I. I Totally agree because I will have built and painted a new thing, yeah. and I'm super excited about playing it. And um, sometimes I think the, that despite it, yeah, I will, I, I will, even though I know, even even though I know, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's not synergizing well with the rest of my army. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just have to field it. Yeah, and I, so I, I will I use it. And you're right. When that happens, and then you know uh, the rest of my army doesn't perform well. Yeah, right. Um, whether or not that individual unit performed well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it just, it just, it just, it's a cobbled together army based on I got to use the new thing, or you haven't used this thing in a while. I've noticed that's that another thing, so, you know. But sometimes we'll make a like when we approach a game, we'll both decide that 
let's use units we haven't used in a yeah, while. Yeah, no, we'll sound often. Or or I'll just or I'll just like I haven't played a land raider in a long time. Let me just throw a land raider. Yeah, in no. Oh, here's a Leviathan dreadnought. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I build can, my army. You're, so, you're, you're, you're self aware of it, and I again I completely get why you do it, and yeah. and it's like and it's fun, and it's it a fun, is fun. it's a it's a fun thing to do. Uh, sometimes it just clashes with the winning. Yeah. It, <laughs> okay. The goal, but again, but the I, goal I think in that, that situation is not necessarily being the most competitive army. Well, I right? think that's the goal in in 40k, really for for us anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. and probably true for a lot of people. Yeah. And that is, it should not be to count the win. It should be to yeah. count the fun. It yeah, should be no, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. about spending a few hours and having a blast. You know, rolling dice and moving little plastic models around and living a space war. Right. Yeah. That's that's freaking cool. That's awesome. No, that's, that's fun, yeah. right? And so going back and going, God, why can't I win? You just spend hours having fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Instead no, of playing it's... video games or watching TV or, you know, whatever, it's just you're you're rolling dice and you're laughing and yelling and screaming and sometimes getting frustrated, but it's fun. You know, it's ultimately uh, yeah, it's ultimately right. for the enjoyment of just doing it. But but uh, but if you do, I, but it also to contributing to the fun is the occasional win. Is the is the win? Yes, yeah, <laughs> you win. need you need to win. You do sometimes. you need to win now and then. And I I ever since you were a little kid, I have not taken it easy on you. Back in uh, we used to play yeah, this we used is, to play magic. I, I'm not sure if we've ever gone over. No, this, we actually. haven't talked about it. Yeah, so should, you, you should describe. I this. should describe it. Um, he got me into magic. Uh, like a while ago, I was like what eight, yeah, something like that when I was young, and would not take it easy on on the little like small-minded child who didn't know how to like do things and like was like unsure of what mana exactly meant or what abilities activated at what times um and you would you would take advantage of my inferior little boy mind and and kill me <laughs> and, and and to be fair my mom did that too um <laughs> you know the first 10 minutes of 300 where it's like <laughs> give that little boy a spear and have, have yeah. him send him out of the wild exactly. to fight wolves that was me. And, <laughs> that was my, my you know, form of parenting. Exactly. Right. Uh, and I, though I learned, I learned <laughs> quickly. Learned, I quickly learned. Quickly learned. I quickly figured out uh, horrible things I could do because I learned from the best. Um, right. And right. Uh, eventually, I started winning consistently. Right. And then we mysteriously stopped playing. I wonder why that happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> of my losing streaks. Losing streaks. <laughs> Speaking of losing streaks. Right. Um, but no, yeah, I think that it ultimately made me a better player yes uh but man was it man was that rough for those, that, those <laughs> sorry <laughs> but um no ultimately I, i'm yeah. glad to have had it because i did get better at you know making uh making an actual deck and right and then learning and learn you're forced you're, you're going forced. to the deep end of the pool and, and you're yeah. forced to swim right and and you do and then you you know soon the student becomes a master kind of a thing yeah Right. Obviously, not advised for life-threatening stuff. Yeah, but you don't know. throw your children into the pool. Don't actually do that. <laughs> don't they could drown. do that. Right. Um, but right. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Uh, but but be merciless in them in playing games. In playing games because it will teach them. <laughs> it will teach them a life. You is shall not learn. Fair. There's no fair in life. There's whatever you can get <laughs> using your wits <laughs> and guile. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to remind the audience we are just two guys who don't really yeah, have any actual We talk like psychologists even though yeah. we actually are not. <laughs> we are not experts. Right. Please do not follow our advice. Yeah. So I, I think that if um if you if you become less rigid, I think, and, and look at the battlefield yeah. differently, you're more likely to win with the army you you, you have. Right. I would agree. Okay. And I I will yeah. I will um 
lessen my approach to list building or, uh, for novelty well, or, for novelty purposes or, or, or not even or not even that if you if you yeah. if you're really set dead set on including a model yeah. or like a unit or whatever yeah I sometimes just, I just uh, there's, no, there's no getting around it synergize synergize around that use that to your don't don't go with I, your I'm usual, bad about that don't use don't go with your usual suspects if you're using a different element I, I bolt on the new thing I, yeah. I don't I don't build around that and I don't synergize around it I usually go like I'll take this old I'll list take, and then I've got this shiny new thing and yeah, this will yeah, go yeah, right this will there just go right there and right and of course it'll do well yeah, and because it'll work well with this army that always does well. Yeah, but then, then, then yeah, then you, yeah, you've taken out it. something. That you've taken out work. something else in order to get that in, and yeah. then that turns out that was a key part of that yeah. winning army, and so now you're not going to win so much. Exactly. Well, that that's see that I appreciate you telling me that because that that actually is, is I I feel that's accurate. I think I think that's true. Uh, the, well, the point of losing streaks is that they they do end. Um, mm-hmm. and, yes. and again, uh, we are, this is a game where it's about having fun. It's not about necessarily, you know, like the telly man counting up <laughs> all the skulls you've sure. taken. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So I think with the attitude of like, what do I need to change in order to become a better player? What do I need to change about myself? Blaming the dice, blaming, blaming the rules, <laughs> blaming some of the externalities isn't likely yeah. to change your your winning losing ratio even if, even if it is sometimes true maybe the dice did treat you bad oh yeah time. of course but of because course they, they because it's a dice game it will, that will happen that will happen it, it, it is best to first look at what you did right uh what you did right what you did wrong most importantly right how to better correct that and then you can go back to shouting at dice you're right, but, right. you're always gonna shout at dice you're always gonna shout at dice that is the constant <laughs> the struggle <laughs> right okay all right, uh, let's uh, let's take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our battle report. In this case, it was. It's great to talk to you. Oh, great! Oh, thank, thanks, Alexa. I don't know if you heard that, but sometimes Alexa, sometimes Alexa just talks. A couple of weeks ago, she was just laughing maniacally on her own, which is nuts. It freaked a lot of people out. It's nice. It's, it's nice to talk to you, Alexa. I really. <laughs> She just insisted on becoming part of the podcast. So weird. Okay. All right. We'll take on that note. We'll take a little break and we come back. It'll be all about a report. The Tau versus the Blood Angels. That's funny. back all right blood angels versus tau um let's go over our lists let us do that okay i'll start cool uh i had a the normal battalion detachment uh had a chaplain the jump pack and a plasma pistol mm-hmm. along with the sanguinor okay we'll get into why i picked them as our hq yep i had three tactical squads mm-hmm. each with a las cannon i had a unit of 10 death company Two of them had thunder hammers. They all had plasma pistols mm. and chainswords, mm. except for the two thunder hammer dudes. Mm. And then I had my secret weapon. Secret weapon? I had three land speeders with assault cannons and multi melters each. I had a storm talon gunship as my flyer. 
and that was my army. My thinking was that the uh, the chaplain gives you a, a reroll on the fight phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The uh, Sanguinor gives you an additional attack. So by pairing the Sanguinor, the chaplain, and Death Company, mm. it gave them, it gave the guy with chain swords five attacks each with re rolling to hits. Right? Mm. Right? Plus oh. they've got, plus they've got their, 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 uh, uh, you know, on a six, it's a feel no pain kind of, you know. Yeah, no, they, they, so that's, that's a, that's a crazy death star right there. That's, that's a vicious death star. That's a, so, that was, that, so that was my thing. And that was, that was my army. Okay. So what's your army? My army was, uh, Tau Sept Battalion. Okay. Um, what's, with, what was, the, what's the Tau Sept, uh, uh, trait? Uh, Tau Sept trait is that you get to Overwatch on a five plus. I figured that would be useful in the Blood Angel, like it's Blood Angels list. Although looking <laughs> back on it, yeah, I probably should have done something with a bit more utility outside of Overwatch, but. Whatever, long there's a sure blood yeah. angels assault. Why not? That's, why not? that's a great that's I, a great thing to pick against. Blood I, angels. I just I just figured that would work okay. in that scenario. Um, two HQs, is the Cadre Fireblade uh, with Mark White and the Commander in the XV85 Enforcer Battlesuit with uh, the Through Unity Devastation ability, the um, three Fusion Blasters, two MV4 Shield Drones, a Shield Generator. And vectored maneuvering thrusters, which means he can move six inches uh, out after firing, I believe. It's, 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 that, it's that hit and run sort of right. loveliness that old Tau Codexes had. Um, three groups of strike teams, each with a tactical support turret, which I completely forgot to use. Oh, you did forget the, to the use missile, them. The missile support turret. Oh, that would have Whoops. added a lot. Whoops. Um, <laughs> and uh, two marker drones each. I got had two squads of stealth battle suits, uh, with fusion blast with one fusion blaster each, uh, two marker drones. You'll you'll notice a repeating pattern. I attached marker drones to most everything. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, and early warning override, which basically allows for a free round of shooting if you deep strike within twelve inches. And I think that was actually an, another little mistake in that that's. Great for keeping you off my back, mm -hmm. but for one turn, mm -hmm. and it doesn't really give me a lot of utility in terms of after that, after the deep striking. But um, I was a bit, yeah, I was a bit paranoid over the deep strikes. Also, the XV8 uh, Crisis Battle Suits, each of which each of which had three fusion blasters, and that's it, uh, with two marker drones, a Ghost Kill Battle Suit with two fusion blasters, early warning override. Uh, fusion Collider and two Stealth Drones. Uh, Pathfinder team with two Marker Drones attached to the five Pathfinders. They just had Marker Lights. They didn't have any Fusion Rifles or whatnot. And two Broadsides with two Marker Drones and they had the High Yield Missile Pods and, smart and the Smart Missile Systems. Right. Yeah, that's my exactly okay. on the 75 dot. power level each on the dot. Uh, we rolled to see what kind of mission we were playing, and we rolled up the open war cards open once war. again. There it is. And love the open war cards. They're pretty great. So the deployment was basically table halves. Yeah. One half, <laughs> you could deploy anywhere. <laughs> you pick a half, and In, you can deploy anywhere in that half. Immediately puts you at an advantage, right? Yeah, there, if you have an assault-based army, that's exactly that's what exactly, you want. Yeah, so you want to get in there real Blood quick. Angels already, you know, Shh. taking the lead because of yeah. the deployment. Uh, the objectives, were well, they were four objectives. On yeah, the, on the table, and it was some. It was like there were very specific requirements on where they should be. There was like certain inch requirements for 
how far they could be from table edge, how far right. they could be from other objectives, and they, how far they could be from the center. Uh, it was called drawn and quartered because it naturally, I guess the rules were formulated because so it would naturally turn out like like you had quarters, quarters. Yeah, they were quarters. For the, they would basically you end up with the objectives in the four quarters of your which table, is, which is pretty cool. It makes sense. Uh, yeah. That's fun that they kind of manipulated us into doing that. Yeah. Um, what was the twist? The twist was. What was the twist? Healing. I, I think totally, we, can, we, totally we totally forgot, forgot the about healing. Right. That totally every, about yeah, healing. That I think characters could heal D3 wounds. Although I don't think I would have used it that much since most things that died, died You know, it wouldn't like, have made a difference in this yeah, game. It wouldn't have made a difference. It wouldn't have made a difference in this game. Okay, so uh, because the Millennials had fewer units, um, it turns out I, I won the role to go first. Yes. And then you failed two Cs. Yes, I did. Right. Uh, you actually picked the, the table half. I did pick, yes, yeah, I did, did pick, pick the table, table half. So that, that's the in-going scenario. Yeah. All right, so Blood Angels went first. I, I had deployed uh, the three land speeders onto, mm-hmm. the, uh, onto the battlefield. What a great unit that is. What, uh, I mean, yeah, as long as, you don't, you as, don't, long as he can't kill them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think about land speeders, but uh, when, you, when you do three of them at once, it, yep. there, there's a special rule that you call gravity or anti-grav upwash mm-hmm. and allows them to move 20 inches well as long as you have three of them in one unit Jeez. so so i had him pretty much at the table edge yeah <laughs> right yeah. uh i was gonna get in trouble if you had seized but um i was the blood angels they always take risk yeah so off they went and they immediately went for your broadsides they did so i used the multi-meltas to basically target one of your broadsides and then i used the assault cannons against the fire warriors yeah Right, so I ended up uh, putting a lot of wounds on one of the broadsides. You killed one of the broadsides, if I remember correctly. Um, in Did that you? turn, I, th- I think I think one of them. I think it was assault that finished it off. No, 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 no. You you killed one broadside, the other survived. Oh right, so I ended up killed with the with the multi melt. I ended up killing one of the broadsides with just with the land speeders. Yep. And then I killed like ten fire warriors yep. with the assault uh, cannons on on those things. Six wounds, toughness six uh, for each of the uh, land speeders. They're not super expensive, super mobile. It's very mobile. What a great unit. I love yeah. it. And, 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 and in three of them, it's just it's a super it, it, killy unit a, that handles unit. both uh, handles both mobs. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful glass cannon unit, I it, think. It is. It is. It, not. I mean, toughness six isn't yeah, super tough, and six wounds if you have, for if a vehicle. You, if you have anything that can like reliably perform and any sort of anti-vehicle firepower they'll probably die yeah but but that's if you, if you can get wounds, them up that's 18 wounds yeah you 18 wounds through. you have to chew through yeah. and while they're there they are going to mess some folks up yeah yeah and so and so right away they took away one of your heavy you know hitters yep. uh the broadside uh then i um in in assault uh, my, all my last cannons missed space marines were just like yeah, yeah. Uh, just bad it woke up in a bad mood or something, something they, like yeah that. all my last cannons for my space marines missed mm. Uh, but the, then I landed my Death Star away mm-hmm. from you. You had your free round of shooting with, with the broadside. Yes, I did. And, and the, that, didn't, that didn't bode any results, if I remember correctly. No, you killed, this, one, you killed one death company. This was, a, this was a consistent thing. <laughs> I, and I should have, I should have accounted yeah. for it in my list creation. Yeah. Because I, I, I actually was mentioned it before we played the game. Oh, I'm not sure about that 4+, plus, but... Uh, they they performed well for like dad. So what what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that four plus shooting. That four plus shooting. But boy, did that four plus shooting fail me. And I, again, I should have account. I should have accounted for it. Should have done some sort of different sort of protocols and whatnot. Yeah. But 
Yeah, you, no, you, that you was... were having a, you were having. I mean, we talked about don't blame the dice. Don't blame the die. Yeah, but yeah. you were having a bad start. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Very bad start. Yeah, so so I lost one death coming out to the free round of shooting that you had from yeah. that um, that trait. Um, but then they were able to use their plasma pistols to reduce um, that broadside, and then in the assault they finished it off. Yep. So you lost your broadsides in the first turn. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 it, no, no. You, right. you weren't able to oh, assault no. the first turn. I wasn't able to assault because I, because, right. Yeah, you play, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I was a little too far away. You were a little too far away. Uh, right. But then it, not like it really mattered because, man, man was my shooting not great. <laughs> it no. was pretty bad. I, w- I was counting a lot on, admittedly, on the... Some of the marker, some of the marker support, marker light support, which came in just way too inconsistent. That five plus just came in way too inconsistently to ever get me that to ever get me that like I, the, I, yeah. the five the stat when you stack five you get the additional uh, BS. Um, when you when you get five marker light hits, you yeah. get plus one on your ballistic skill to anything hitting that target that got lit up by marker lights. But I was just getting that way too inconsistently. For it to be helpful, right. I should have honestly gone for some reroll type stuff on my right. uh, for protocols and whatnot, um, support systems. Yeah, it, it just and, and it cost me so much power level. I probably could have gotten a different of like a just another shooty unit to replace it, and that probably would have done more. But uh, a lesson learned, I guess, because... Well, relying on drones and their 5-up ballistic skill uh, as your marker light, your primary source of marker lights, is n- isn't the strongest choice, I yeah. think. I, I, I think, think Pathfinders I think, with a 4-up would have done better. Yeah, no, I, I think I think Pathfinders with 4-up And you had, you had some Pathfinders I, on the field. Yeah, I, I did have some Pathfinders. I think if I had gone for, instead of replaced all those marker drones with either another Pathfinder squad or just something shooty, yeah, uh, I think that would have worked better. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't... I didn't so what, I, what happened? How, how did your first turn go? My first turn, I basically retaliated with my crisis uh, battle suits. Um, and your commander. And my commander. Against one of your against one of your marine squads, I was sitting on an objective because I figured, oh well, he's about to take my objective. I might as well take one of his. Take one of his. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I'm going to stay in the game. I guess, I guess I figured that that area would have been a little bit too difficult to deal to deal with. I don't know because um, I mean, I, I I would I figured fending off the land speeders and your Death Star squad of dudes with anti-tank weaponry for the most part wouldn't have been that effective and they probably would have died. So I figured I could go for a softer target and then you would, someone would have to sit on that objective. I, I think that was a pretty good strategy, but that Marine squad was so far away in the corner yeah. that once you committed to landing your yeah. crisis suits they there, couldn't, they couldn't do anything else. And that was a problem. They, they wouldn't be able to move far enough to have any it's, further effect on the game. Yeah. Right. They did what they were meant to do. They ended yep. up killing that squad of Marines and, and, and getting that, me, and getting me points, getting you points on that one turn. Yeah. Oh, well turn. actually you, you sat on there. So you got, got yeah. him. Yeah. Got more points. I did get, I get, I did get more. Yeah, Cause every, 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 every time every you turn. held the, the objective, you got a point. Yeah. But, but I think it limited the, the usability of an expensive unit. Sure. Yes. By, by keeping I, it there. I, I very much agree. Most of the action was happening near your gun line. Yeah. With, with the land speeders and the death company and the Sanguinor all hanging out there. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, so yeah. So that, I thought, I thought that was a, an interesting choice that probably I would have made a different one. 
Yeah, I, I, I guess looking back, and it might not have been the best choice considered. I, I, I figured, I, I was like, oh, that was one turn of bad shooting. I'll be able to kill something. I'll sure. be able to kill something the next round. Sure. And that'll, and that'll help me. That'll uh, even things out. Yeah, like start to d- eliminate targets. I, I'm going to start to eliminate targets uh, yeah. next turn. And then I didn't. <laughs> no, uh, no, you, did, you didn't. Right. Uh, did, what did you? So you ended up killing the one one squad of space marines. Um, I think you ended up killing one land speeder. I killed and then, one land speeder and, then, and put some. some I, I just, on some other ones. I just kept flubbing those rolls. I just kept flubbing yeah. those rolls, man, and it's and it stinked. Um, yeah, and again, I think this goes back to me not getting those support systems because there was some nice like re-roll ones type stuff that I could have used in that moment. Yeah, and that I didn't get. Right. But um, yeah, you know, less lesson learned ultimately. My my turn two was I, I think I scored two two points on that on my first turn. Um, in my turn two, I basically moved up Death Company, Sanguinor, and the Chaplain, and then positioned them to take on the broadside, mm. soften them up with some plasma pistol fire, yep. and then went in for the assault. And I, and I used the 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 stratagem of you know that Death Company has for two command points to basically roll three dice in order to guarantee that you're going to get to to your assault. Sure, yeah, yeah. And that worked. And I hit, I hit the number exactly that I needed to hit. And uh, they, they ended up killing the broadside. Yes. Because Death Company had five attacks. <laughs> five attacks each. Yeah. Plus I had two Thunder Hammers. And yeah, it was actually the Sanguinor by himself that ended up that killing, killed, the, that ended killed the broadside. Because so that's all you need. The, the broadside had no chance. Yep. Yeah. Every everyone ignoring the what the night crawler the night what is it? what's the what's the guy's name night scythe man the night scythe man you know the satan the satan guy yeah yeah what's what's his name he has a specific name the nightbringer nightbringer thank you You're right nightbringer right I'm bad at names um everyone I think everyone ignoring the night like night reaper at nightbringer. <sighs> What is wrong with me today? Everyone ignoring the Nightbringer and Demon Prince has kind of flubbed against uh, Sanguinor. Yeah. Because those are the guys who, like, those are the only guys who perform consistently well against that character. Everyone else just seems to fold. Sanguinor used to suck. Sanguinor used to be not not, not a great unit to take. He was too expensive and didn't do very much. No, you would always go with Dante. I would always go with Dante. And now Dante is great. He's a beast, but he's so expensive. He's like 245 points or something. When you can just get the Sanguinor, who has like a nice buff zone. He has a little less wounds. He's got got an amazing buff of adding plus one attacks to the units within six inches. He's got a great weapon, like plus two strength, minus two AP. Oh, he's great. Sanguinor's fantastic. Yeah, And and he works well with the whole little bubble of death that the, the chaplain and the, um, yeah. the death company provides. So, he's energized as well. Yeah, so. he's energized very well. So I, the lance beaters stayed where they were pretty much, and they ended up killing more of your fire warriors yes. who who so held on. Like their morale they, did not they, break. They did not break for some. <laughs> Even though they were like very brave. One, one or two fire warriors left in every squad. They were very brave. Fire and they warriors. would, <laughs> they wouldn't break. <laughs> they wouldn't go down. Oh, that was annoying. Um, and their multi melters didn't really do anything. I, I kept flipping on their multi melters. I don't. I don't think that they did any additional damage to anything. Uh, because I think they were shooting. They were shooting, shooting, at, the ghost, uh, they were shooting at the ghost kill, which and, is minus two effect. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to dislodge the ghost kill uh, yeah. by shooting at it or the stealth suits because it was minus two to target the ghost kill and minus one to target the stealth suits, which is still great. Which is still like I think it's that's a really beneficial thing to have. Yes, because it just it just turns your shooting into 
garbage. garbage. Right. So, <laughs> really you, so garbage. you're discouraged. So look, if you're looking at a, a battlefield and you're looking at targets and you're like, do I really need to concentrate fire on something that I'm unlikely to hit? Yeah. Eh, good, no. Good tactic for dealing with those guys. Yeah. Uh, psychers. Smiting, because smiting doesn't require ballistic skill. Correct. So you don't even have to worry about Correct. that. You're gonna get through. You're gonna get through their um, cover nonsense right. because you're using mortal wounds. You know what also works well? What assault? That that is also very true. <laughs> As we will find out. As we will find out. Okay, so uh, so that so my turn too. I basically killed the, uh, the remaining broadside, and then I um, killed more fire warriors. But I think that was it. All right, yeah. your, your your turn too. My turn too was i believe i killed maybe your remaining um land speeders did i kill your land or did no, i kill one you killed one i had one left yeah, so yeah, you, yeah you killed one that turn yeah i killed one yeah i killed one more and um my crisis suit just kind of sat on the objective it was fairly unproductive because the what like all the stuff i had left that was any sort of significant that had any sort of significant shooting power was my like ghost keel and my uh, stealth suits who were just kind of sitting on an objective and weren't really in range of a lot of things at yeah, that point right so they weren't really sure what to do <laughs> right yeah they, they were just I mean, objective they were sitters. just objective objective sitters for the most part because yeah. a lot of your a lot of your stuff was kind of you had you had space marine squads implanted far away and your the land speeders were dead and the death star wasn't in range yet Right. Uh, so they were just kind of there. Right. Um, yeah, that was basically my turn. I just kind of racked up two more points. Right. Uh, so I left the Sanguinor sitting on an objective, and then Death Company and the Chaplain went on to um, multi-assault all of your remaining um, fire warriors and, and drones yep. and cadre fireblade. Yep. And wiped them out in yep. that turn. Uh, yeah, so that killed them. So I was, uh, I think, again another two points. Then, yeah. so, so we were, look, we, we were, were, we we were, were actually tied. tied. We and were then, actually tied and, on the objective points. And, yeah, and and and. But during, what was happening was that there's a wave of blood angels that kept was, coming. Was, was kept coming, and it and, was, and, and it was, there was nothing that was going to kill them. Yeah, they were just sort of like taking out things. Because I, yeah, because I tried to actually shoot them with all my stealth suits and whatnot, and they. I, I flubbed again. Yeah. I flubbed again. It did not. It did not go and the, well. The you, few you, shots you got through, you I, made your saves. Either I made my yeah. saves or I made their their six up. Their six you know, up feel no pain. And it, yeah. And then we had to end early because uh, you had a thing to go to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we was, stopped at the end of turn four. At the end of turn four, but um, it, so it, it looked like it was. It, it looked like it was very much going to go in your direction. Although technically it was a tie. It technically, it was a tie. So, we each had we each had like six points. Uh, um, yeah, so it was a tie. It was a draw. Uh, but it, I think the momentum was on the Blood Angel side. Momentum was on the Blood Angel side, yeah. They were about to assault the Ghost Keel mm-hmm. and the Stealth Suits. And I don't think they would have withstood, you know. I don't think they would have either. The 50 attacks from the, <laughs> from the yeah. Death Company. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a very much a learning experience for Tao for me. Uh, I now know less Marker Drones, more Pathfinders. Because I think uh, marker drones don't really do very consistent work, um, or if I'm going to do drones, I might as well do shield drones. Or for, do or use a drone controller, you know, so that you can hit on a two up or a three up or something, you know. Dr- I don't think drone drone controls don't work like that. I, I think I th- anymore. I think drone controllers that they, do they? allow a, a they, they allow bonus, I think, but I don't think they allow any oh, sort of okay. like they don't they don't do the same cool thing that they, they used to do. They they only it adds one to their hit rolls. 
Okay, so, you'd be so it's a four up. up, which is still so it just it's just, better. It's better, and admittedly, actually, with like let's say you had um, I don't know, you had a commander deep strike in with like a drone squad, like a massive drone squad or something like that or something ridiculous. I mean, you that, you could you could you could like get a bunch of gun drones there. You could do like oh no, a, a bunch of gun with a bunch of cheap with you, a lot of cheap bodies. You you could you could and that but, would be actually that would actually be a good viable strategy. But with marker drone with marker uh, marker drones and giving and specifically getting drone controller for your like broadsides, then no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 that's no. kind of worse. You'd want to. So I, again, I, I wouldn't rely so much on on marker drones uh, to provide your marker light support here. I I would. I would work with pathfinders more. Yeah, uh, and, and marker lights work different now. I mean, they're not, they're not as. I don't powerful. think there's advantages as as they used to be in seventh edition. They're still they're still. Rerolling ones is great. I mean, once once cool. you get that one, great. And then also removing the, be the benefits of cover is great. As but well. but the one you really the want three marker lights. What the, the one you really want obviously. is five marker lights. Is, is, is the five marker plus lights. one dear ballista plus one. And all the marker lights are cumulative. So yep. so you, you, if you get one, you get the reroll ones, and as you get to the five marker light hits yeah. on a, on a something, and then you've got. The Add plus it. one, your ballistic skill. You've you, got the you, hundred killer missiles. You know, work at normal ballistic skill. You've got you, no you, cover. You've, you've got, got the reroll ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, have you, the, got, you have the whole shebang. You have the whole slew of benefits. So that yeah, that's great. Um, you just don't rely on marker drones. Yeah, Get something else. I I think I think your army. Uh, look, the commander with crisis suit is a brutally effective, uh, you know, unit. I I think it it can just kill just about anything I, I, I think but so. but you you relegated it to a corner of the battlefield yeah. and they didn't have the mobility to go anywhere else because i was freaked out by your uh I, this was like an anti-tank squad of ultimately because they had and i didn't have i didn't have any tanks you didn't have any tanks you didn't have any tanks <laughs> yeah. you didn't have i didn't have any dreadnoughts i figured i figured you might bring a sakarian or something that i could like yeah i had a storm i had a storm talent that was going around that but, was actually a pretty effective unit that the, was actually fairly yeah that was a fairly the storm effective. talent was going around plinking things it had two last cannons and it had uh yeah. the, the normal assault that was helpful and I, it hits on a two plus because it's that strafing run rule which I, is great i figured i might as well go for like a vulnerable target because right. it was like okay well i need i'm gonna need a point and i don't have any guarantee i'm gonna get that point right so i might as well not lose but at the same time it, it kind of sacrificed me that corner of the table right. because I didn't have any shooting to add on to uh, stealth suits and the right. ghost kill and whatnot. So I, I'm going to say that you are, this was one of your first, it's not your first game with Tau, but certainly your first game with a new Tau. With a new Tau. I would say that if you that if you worked on a Tau list, I, I know you I think, would do a heck of a lot better. Now knowing some of the limitations, yeah, I think I think the I, Tau Codex when it comes to marker lights, I right? think I, I think I could do a lot better uh, building my next Tau list. And uh, yeah, when I totally. when I play when I play town next, I'll obviously improve upon uh, some of the thoughts. I, I, I think I think some of the things I had were good, and some of the things I had were terrible. And we'll, so. look, and seventy five uh, points, given that I, that the, the the physical models we have, sure, I, I couldn't, I couldn't Riptide and Storm Surge. I, I couldn't play with all the toys. You can play with all the toys. So we'll, I couldn't play with. So all next toys. time you play Tau, we'll do a hundred power, hundred power level. level. See how that see how that goes. See how that goes, and then consider bringing in a Storm Surge or a Riptide into well, your list. Of, of course, because uh, that, that's the only reason I didn't because I had because yeah, you were limited. Yeah, and I, I wasn't sure I wanted. To where where was most that. of your points? Most of my points was in the um, commander in, in crisis suits. The, the commander, the most like the the big like the suits I had. The suits I had were is where most of my power level went into. Yeah, and then the drones actually add on one power level. 
oh. using drones. They're not a free thing. That's expensive. That, yeah, that's a that's right. a difficult thing, and that's why I think no, no drones next time because they caught they no matter what the cost. They yeah, they're too expensive. They're a little expensive. So next time, yeah, not a lot of those. Okay, uh, just using. I'll replace it with you know things that can actually shoot well. Yeah, or shoot better. Um, but yeah. I created a list that I thought was going to be very... Mo- I didn't know what kind of mission we were going to play. So no, uh, yes. I wanted one that had mobility, but still had high strength, high AP weapons that could burn through suits. And they could. <laughs> and that was, that was the point of the land speeders to basically do, yeah. do that. They were a cheap unit that could do a lot of damage really fast if they, if they survived. If they survived. If they survived. It was a sort of all or nothing kind of thing, which I always appreciate as a you know, foreign player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All or nothing. Um, exactly. Uh, I, I love playing Blood Angels, and this yeah. was a this was a I think a very effective list for I think for, it, for fighting town. I think it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, all right. I think we've said enough on the subject. I agree. Okay, all right. All right. Um, with that, we're gonna call an end to episode fifty-five. As always, we thank you for listening. If you ever want to reach us, you can uh, send us an email at the Eye of Terror Podcast at gmail dot com. Come and visit our Facebook page. We will have a few photos of the Blood Angels versus Tau battle. Mm-hmm. And so until next time, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>